right. Well, we are continuing in our Marriage by Design series today, and we are talking about every wife's favorite topic, submission to her husband. I just know that's your favorite, like you couldn't wait for this part of the series, women. I, I know that's true, right? Right? No, not so much. Not so much. I talked last week about when I do premarital counseling, and whenever the, uh, the groom-to-be hears about what he is called to do, loving his wife as Christ loved the church with that unconditional self-denial, agape kind of love, and Christ is his example. You know, I talked about how I see his eyes widen, and he starts kind of sweating, and he's, he's realizing the implication and the weight of that. Well, it's the same for when I talk to the bride-to-be, about her role in the marriage, which is to submit to her husband. And she starts getting tense and uncomfortable and kind of shifting in the seat, kind of like you guys are doing right now, ladies. Yeah, I see that. I see that. And, you know, uh, that's for a variety of different reasons. There's all kinds of circumstances that contribute to the, the wife feeling uneasy and tense about that. And then after you're married, women, I mean, I know there's a whole host of things that can come up and, and come into the relationship that make it extremely hard to live this out. Um, I know that some of you represent some very intense stories um, that this concept, submitting to your husband, seems almost impossible for some of you. I understand that. I get that. But just like the video showed us, husbands loving your wives as Christ loved the church, no matter how hard that is, and wives... Submitting to your husbands as to the Lord, no matter how hard that is, that really does fit together like a puzzle piece. The two go together. Loving your wife, husbands, and wives submitting to your husbands, it fits together completely. Uh, It's meant to be a harmonious thing. Submission and love, working together. That's what's going to make the marriage everything it needs to be, everything God designed it to be, and everything you ultimately want it to be. It's only going to happen when, when that's going on. When I'm loving my wife consistently with the power of the Spirit, and when she is submitting to me with the power of the Spirit consistently. That's what we're called to do. And even though that's very, very challenging and goes against our nature. Uh, Wives, specifically with what we're talking about today, my sisters in Christ, let me tell you, that's what God has called you to do. That's his will for your life. That's his will for your marriage and for your part to play. And it's not just something that I've come up with. It's not a cultural thing. It's actually a biblical thing. I want you to look at what Ephesians 5, verses 22 through 24 tell us. Ephesians 5, 22-24, that's our focus this morning. Paul says this, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. That's significant. It means look past your husband as you're submitting to him. Look beyond him. Understand it's not just about him that you're doing this. It's not just for your husband that you are submitting to your husband. It's actually meant to be unto the Lord himself. That's your goal. That's who you keep your eyes on as you're submitting to your husband. You look past him and you look to the Lord. As to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Another way of translating that word could be protector or preserver. As 
Christ protects and preserves his church. So the husband is to do that for the wife. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit. Here's a tough part. You ready? It's hard. In everything to their husbands. Please don't throw anything at me. Okay? I didn't make this up. This is God's word, okay? This is what he's instructing and he's calling you to do, all right? So make sure you understand where it's coming from. So that's what you're called to exhibit, wives, in your part of the marriage, in your part of that union with your spouse. So submission, submission in marriage, tough indeed, Tough indeed. We want to look at at what this includes, what this involves, what this means. But before we unpack that, I want to make sure we understand what it does not mean. What submission to your husbands, wives does not mean. Because through the years, um, there has been a lot of misunderstanding about what this actually means and the extent of what you're called to do with this. So we want to clear that up. We want to make sure we're on the same page. So what it does not mean, first of all, what submission does not mean is that the husband, and this is where you need to pay attention to, guys, this does not mean that the husband is the highest authority, okay? Submission to your husband's wives does not mean that your husband is the highest authority. Why is that important for me to mention? Because that has been incredibly abused throughout the years, and manipulated and twisted. There have been, unfortunately, many husbands that use submission to the husband as they know the wife is called to do. They've used that, they've twisted that to use that for their own selfish advantage and they've, they've hung that like this huge weight over the head of their wives. In some cases, that's even been used for abusive situations and to keep them in that abusive situation and under the iron fist of a very selfish, very sinful, very unchristlike husband. John Piper tells a story years ago when he was counseling with a couple that was dealing with marital strife and he asked, what, what's the problem here? What's going on? And the wife explained that the husband is constantly throwing the submission to husband concept in her face all the time, over and over. And he asked for a specific example. And it came out that this husband took this to such an extreme that he even demanded that his wife ask him permission before going to the bathroom. Really happened. Really happened. And John Piper looked at that husband and he said, you are sick. You need help. You need some serious counseling. And that's, that's one example, but you know what? I guarantee it's not by itself. I know it's not alone. And much to a lesser degree, even if we don't go quite to that extreme, husbands can very easily and very quickly totally miss the point of what it means for the wife to submit to them. It does not mean that they are the highest authority. That means, wives, you need to remember and keep focused on the fact that Christ is your highest authority. Always, always, in every situation and in every circumstance, the Lord Jesus Christ is to be your highest authority. And that's true for all of us, but especially in this context for the wife. That means if your husband, wives, instructs you or challenges you or, or communicates to you to do something, anything that is contrary 
to Jesus Christ, his character, his revealed will for you, his word, if he is challenging you or trying to get you to do anything that's going to to be harmful to yourself or to your children or to others, if he's trying to get you to do something illegal, and on and on I could go, you need to say to your husband in a loving way, in a respectful way, I love you and I do want to submit to you, but here's something that I just cannot comply with. I can't submit to you on this. I'm sorry. But my my first allegiance, my foremost allegiance is to Jesus Christ as much as I love you. You have a responsibility, wives, in that unfortunate case to respond that way. Jesus is your highest authority. Your husband is not. So what else does submission not mean for you, wives? It does not mean that the wife is inferior. The wife is not inferior to the husband in any way, shape, or form. Guys, remember that, okay? Remember that. Uh, Genesis 1.27 tells us in the account of creation, it tells us very clearly, very plainly, that God created male and female in or after his image. It wasn't like Eve was some lesser creation. She was not first in the creative order, but that does not make her any less important. And her role was to be there with Adam, helping him to govern creation, helping him to rule, helping him in all the responsibilities that God gave him as a helper perfectly suited for him. So the wife is not inferior. That is not what submission to the husband means or includes. Sometimes you're going to hear commentary and culture condemning this concept of wives submitting to their husbands. And one thing they use is, well, it seems like if if a wife is supposed to submit to the husband, then that gives all this power and superiority to the husband. Not if it's done in a biblical way. If it's done in a biblical way, husbands, we're going to understand that the wife submitting to us is not because we are so much more advanced or higher in level than them or in any way superior. It just means that that's the role that God has set up and established. And we're to see them very much as our equal. You know, in in many cases, there's all kinds of evidence throughout our married life that shows that, if anything, it's the opposite, right? Right? I mean, I can tell you firsthand, I married way up, married way up beyond my station. And uh, I think that's probably true of uh, most of you guys, too. So let's remember, let's cherish our wives, husbands and wives. Don't ever, don't ever let your husband tell you or, or try to get you to believe that in some way this is meant for you because you're inferior to him. That's just simply not the case. And then also... Submission in marriage does not mean that the wife has no say. It does not mean that the wife has no say. Wives, you do have a voice. You should have a voice in the marriage relationship. It's not that you just have to sit there and just silently, you know, quietly go along with whatever your husband tells you to do or makes decisions uh, for your family. That's not the case. That doesn't mean we get to be the authoritarian dictator in our marriage, okay? It's not whatever we say goes. You have a say. You have a voice. Um, I can give you an example of this. When we were still in Virginia at our previous ministry, and we, I felt that God was calling us to come back here, to move back home, uh, I wrestled with that. I wrestled very, very much with that. Is this really what God's calling us to do? Is this just me? 
Is church planning really what God is leading us to do? Or is this just some kind of notion that I have? And I went back and forth and back and forth. And Leanne and I talked and talked and talked about it. We spent many late nights kind of agonizing over this. And when I, when I would reach a decision, yes, this is what we need to do. God is leading us in this way after receiving counsel and a lot of prayer and scripture searching. I would still go back and forth. And I would say, oh, I, maybe, maybe we shouldn't. I, I think maybe we should just stay right here. And one day, Leanne, just very lovingly, very respectfully, but directly, which you are able to do, wives, she said, Chris, you've got to stop this going back and forth at some point. At some point, you've got to just make the decision and go with it, knowing that I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to support whatever you decide. I'm going to follow your lead. You know, so what it means is, in a situation, a circumstance, a decision that needs to be made, The wife and the husband should talk together. They should consult together. They should pray together. They should seek counsel together. And they should each get a vote on whatever it is. Husband gets a vote, a say. The wife gets a vote and a say. And when there's a decision to be made, what it means is ultimately the husband, guys, our responsibility, the burden of responsibility, comes to us to make the final decision and go with it. And where submission comes into play is wives, it's where you you stand by that decision, you support that decision, Uh, even if you may not fully agree with it yet. Submission does not include having to agree 100% all the time on every angle, okay? I do need to clarify that. But it does not mean that you don't have a say, you don't have a voice. Husbands, we need to listen to our wives We need to give them the opportunity to express their opinion, their desire, their feeling on a matter. But wives, you also need to make sure you give us the latitude, um, as God has set forth, to make that decision and to help us carry that out. Okay, All right, so that's what it does not mean. That's what submission does not mean or it does not include. Let's talk about what it does mean, what submission in the marriage does mean or what it does include. What it means is that the wife gets to serve Jesus. Wives, you get to serve Jesus in your submission to your husbands. The wife gets to serve Jesus in her submission to her husband. We see that at the beginning of Ephesians 5.22 that we already looked at. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to who? You tell me. What? That was really weak. Come on. As to who? The Lord, yes, that means that it's not up to your husband to be the type of person all the time that maybe just naturally leads you to submit to him. Let's face it, sometimes we husbands, we can be, uh, well, we can be jerks, right? We can be jerks sometimes. You know, it's Andy, I see your head nodding. I, I, you know, you don't have to go into detail, right? Just... Just keep it to yourself. I mean, it's like you're about ready to stand up and say, yeah, let me tell you. No. No, we can be jerks. We can be morons sometimes, right? I'm just calling it like it is. I mean, it, I resemble that remark. Um, it doesn't mean that we're always going to be the easiest person to submit to. But here's, here's where it gives you wives this incredible ability to look past us when we're being like that you can realize that your call to submit to your husband's wives goes far beyond us. 
you in your submission are actually going to be serving and submitting to the Lord Jesus himself. He's going to take your submission to your husband as worship of him. He's going to see your submission to your husband as obedience to him. And he's going to honor that. He's going to honor it. So you need to remember, yeah, you're called to submit to your husband. He's who God has placed in your life. He's who God has led you to. But it goes through him. It goes beyond him. And it goes to the Lord himself. And that's going to be an incredible example to your husband. Because we know, we know, we may not admit it, but we know when we're not exactly deserving of your respect or your submission in a given situation, we know. And when we see you submit to us or show respect to us anyway, you know, that's going to blow us away. I guarantee it. The Lord is going to use that in our life. He's going to use that as a testimony for those around you too. As people are looking in on your marriage and especially your fellow wives and and you know, you talk about your, your husbands when you do that and you, you compare stories, war stories sometimes. And if they see that you still are able to maintain respect for your husband even after he's been less than respect worthy, if they see you're able to, to still submit to him even though, man, who would do that? When they see that, that's going to be this incredible opportunity for you to give the glory and the honor and the praise to your Savior who you're submitting to even above your husband and the power of the Spirit that you have enabled to do that. I mean, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be an incredible opportunity to shine the light back to God where it belongs. This is the other thing that submission means. Here's what it includes. What we need to understand and remember that God has assigned a specific role for the husband. God has assigned a specific role for the husband. We see that in Genesis 2, 18 through 25, when, when God creates Adam and he gives him the task of leading and ruling creation. He's, he's meant to name all the animals. And here comes Eve, and he even names her. God brings Eve to him, and, and he gives Eve as a wife to Adam, and he says, I'm going I'm to call her woman, because she's taken out of man. Later, he even calls her Eve because she's the mother of all the living. And you see that there's a hierarchy there, not not an inequality. Man and woman are created equally. I said that already. Equal prominence and equal value, equal honor, but a difference in role, a hierarchy of leadership. And the man's role, the husband's role that God himself assigned, we didn't just take it for ourselves, is to lead, to guide and to protect in all areas in our family life, especially when it comes to the spiritual life. Husbands, your role is to lead your family in spiritual things. Your role, husbands, is to lead your family, even if it's just you and your wife, even before kids come along, your role is to lead your wife closer to God. And your role is to lead her so close to God that apart from you, she's not going to be led as much as with you. And wives, your role, your role is to allow that to happen, to encourage that to happen, to support us in that, to go with that, to welcome it. Your role is to create for us a space and a margin in which we can do that, in which we can lead you closer to God. We lead you in all spiritual things. We see that also in this passage 
that even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, husbands, we are to be the head of our wives, just as he is himself the church's savior or protector. We are to protect and to preserve our family in all things, especially when it comes to the spiritual matters. And then lastly, the wife's submission to her husband is meant to picture the relationship of the church to Christ. Wives, your role in submitting to your husband is meant to picture the relationship of the church to Christ. Just like we talked about last week, that husbands loving their wives is meant to picture Christ's relationship to his church. Just like we're supposed to picture how much Christ loves the church husbands and our love for our wives. Just how we're to lay our lives down and to be self-denying and self-sacrificing just like Christ did that for the church. Wives, your submission to your husband is to picture the relationship that we as the church have to Christ. That we submit to him in all things. That he is the head over us. That we honor his authority over us. And that we respect that. That's how we're supposed to to function, and the same is true for the wife. So that's what submission doesn't mean. That's what it does mean. But let's face it, I'm not a wife. (laughs) I'm not a wife. So I can understand what Scripture is saying here, and I can... I can communicate to you what the challenge for you is, wives, and I can show you here and other places how it's God calling you to do this and how you're meant to do this, even if it's hard. But the fact of the matter is, I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes in this particular area. You know, my, my expertise only goes so far. My advice can only go so far. My encouragement can only go so far. And I can't exactly tell you I totally get where you're coming from, right? Can't really do that. So to help with that, and to maybe take this and make this a little bit more practical and realistic, I'm going to ask my wonderful, amazing, beautiful, uh, magnificent bride. I could go on and on. Uh, The one who I definitely did not deserve, was not worthy of. You get it? You get the picture? To come up and join me. And uh, we're going to take what I've just communicated to you all here about what submission does not mean and what it does mean. And we're going to just talk about that a little bit together. uh, And you get to listen in on that. So, um, Leanne, how long have we been married? And I don't ask because I don't know. I know. I know. I just want you to, to, you know, tell people. Are you sure you yes, know? Yes, I know. Okay. Um, 14 years. Okay. And how long, though, have we been a couple of some sort beyond marriage? Um, next month, we'll make 20 years. 20 years. It's great, right? <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, you know, and when we were first married, I mean, we were so incredibly, incredibly naive and young. It was amazing. Um, I mean, we didn't even know how to, to do eggs the right way, right? Correct. Yeah. Had to call mother-in-law to, yep. um, on our honeymoon to figure out how to do scrambled eggs. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I hang my head in shame. Um, so we figured out a lot of things along the way, and by no means are we there yet, but I would say that we have uh, you know, definitely worked through some things and, and matured along the way. Um, this particular area of submission, though, um, would you agree that that's something that is always going to be 
a challenge and difficult, or do you, do you disagree? I think it's always a challenge. Um, I think that you have your own opinions sometimes. You have your own, um, just maybe even your independence, that you're used to doing things a certain way, and maybe even a little bit of for me, competitiveness, like with siblings and different things that try to find your voice. I think maybe for some people it's a little easier than others, depending on personality, that um, it does not come, it comes a little easier for some people than others. Others really are used to just having their voice and and very independent and doing um, whatever they come to a decision without consulting or anything else. All right, yep. So personally with me, with our 14 years of wonderful marriage, <laughs> um, what about submission, as we've talked about and as Scripture says here, uh, the passage we've read, what about that is hard for you, like personally with us? Be, you know, be honest. I think the hardest thing about submission sometimes in our personal relationship is just when there is a difference of opinion and um, maybe I don't see it from his perspective to, to still take a step back without start arguing um, instead um, having to learn to, to respectfully that I can talk to him about my opinions and my differences, but how I do it really makes a, a difference. If I go to him with um, respect to say, you know, have you looked at it this way? This is just kind of what I was thinking instead of attacking. And also maybe even with our children, like maybe wait to, to talk about those differences until maybe those little earshots are, are gone for a second um, to do it instead of just questioning where he's coming from. Okay, very good. Um, let me ask you this. What about... Uh, you know, I asked you what is hard about submitting. What about the submission concept do you see as incredibly beneficial? Uh, in other words, how do you see when you are allowing God to give you the ability to submit to me as your husband, how do you see that strengthening our marriage, making it better, making it what it's meant to be? I think that it... Um when that happens how it, biblically how it should, then it does make us more united that I can kind of support him and trust him without questioning his decision and his roles. Um, a better environment for our children to, to grow up in, um, to allow him that freedom that I support what he's doing. And also to come back with it that ultimately those decisions I know it's out of love and that he wants to protect our family. So um, sometimes I might not look at a decision initially from that perspective. I might say, okay, I don't see an issue with this, but it is still to, to protect and out of love. And so at the end of the day, I support that. And honestly, I would say it gives the ability for me to even take a step back that that pressure sometimes on those, those big decisions um, that I, I can trust him that he's going he's gonna to lead and that he can kind of make that decision and I'm going to support it. And I don't have to sometimes, those really big, huge decisions, I can give input. I can um, definitely 
communicate and talk with, um, but ultimately I can just support it and I can kind of just relax in that. Okay, okay, I trust you that you can make that, that decision for us. Okay, well said. Uh, last, last question I want to ask you is what do you personally in your own life uh, as you deal with this concept, what are some of the things that you do um, consciously, intentionally to pursue submission in this way, to actually apply that uh, to our marriage? What do you do? And maybe you could recommend or encourage uh, your fellow wives here to maybe do the same kind of thing with. I think personally, like with when I actually um, look at submission, and this honestly has been not an easy uh, thing for me to do, just personally, and um, that... Well, it's because of who she's married to. But, <laughs> uh, but it's, it, no, I would just say it's just not natural, maybe, like just for a person to do. Um, and I do think that it has to be the Holy Spirit. You have to actually, um, I, I think it makes a big difference just your relationship with God to be in that fellowship with God. It makes a huge difference in how I can in our relationship with each other. So uh, I say that's first. So if I am neglecting that relationship, then it makes it that much harder to, to make that correct in our relationship. Um, also, I think that I have to actually, um, actually seek to understand where he's coming from, actually listen before I attack back. So I, that's um, just take some patience and, um, then I also think it really has to do with how, if I, like, not saying things out of a heat of a moment or angry, um, not just attacking back, just if, if I disagree, maybe I, maybe I do need to wait a little bit and say, okay, we're going to talk, can we talk about this tonight? And, um, and just letting sometimes the heat of the emotions die down a little bit. Um, and... Honestly, I think sometimes it's that trust, like the uh, that I I see that his heart is it wants to protect us and wants to it's out of a loving place for us. So I have to trust that, mm. and um, it makes the whole environment better because of it. Great, great. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Let's give a round of applause. Thank you. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Well, um, hopefully that, that benefited uh, you wives to hear from my wife uh, some of those real everyday struggles that perhaps you have also felt. Um, she is an incredible example to me uh, of what biblical submission looks like. And uh, that is not just to her credit. That is also to the Lord's credit and his power enabling her to do that. The thing with this concept and last week's concept that makes it so difficult, it's something that Leanne touched on. She said it a couple times. It's just not natural, right? You heard her say that. Uh, Submission to your husband, wives, it's, it's just not natural in your humanity. Husbands, loving your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it like we looked at last week, that's not natural in our humanity. And the reason for that is because what is natural for humanity is sin, Sin. 
Sin has, from the very beginning, as we've been looking at from time to time throughout the series, God's original, original design for marriage with Adam and Eve, sin, as we know, was not part of the original design. Adam and Eve were there with God and with each other in perfection. And we need to understand that the command to love our wives' husbands, as Christ loved the church, is not connected to the fall. It's not punishment. And wives, you need to understand submitting to your husbands is not part of the fall. It's not punishment for sin. That was all meant to be there in the beginning. The difference is that when sin came in, it clouded it all. It polluted all of that, and it built a wall between both husband and wife to where now the loving the, the wife as we're supposed to husbands is incredibly hard, and wives submitting to us as you're supposed to is now, now incredibly hard because of sin, because of selfishness. We need to understand that. We need to face it that way. We need to be on guard against our own natural sinful tendencies in each of these respective ways. And we need to constantly, constantly ask the Holy Spirit to superimpose over us, to fill us completely, and to enable us with His power, not ours, to do what we're called to do in these areas, both of us. And if we're doing that together at the same time, then our marriage is going to be like that, that puzzle fitting together with all the pieces the way it's intended, and it's going to be a beautiful picture indeed, okay? So here's what I want all of us to do. Last week, I asked all the husbands to come forward and, and just really be honest and open with God about their, uh, their role as husbands in their marriage and loving their wives as Christ loved the church and to just confess any sin that might need to be done. And, and then I asked the wives to pray for them as they were doing that. I also asked uh, those of you who are not married to be praying for the husbands in our church in the way that, that we need prayer, to, to love our wives the way that Christ loved the church that's so foreign to our natural tendency. Thank you for doing that. Those of you who committed to do so and are, are doing that, I personally thank you. And I, I can also personally tell that many of you are doing that. Please continue. Please keep praying for us in that way. Here's what I'm going to ask for today. If you husbands are, are there with your wives, you guys are there together, Um, I'm going to ask, as the instruments are playing, I'm going to ask for you guys to just pray together, husband and wife. Um, If you want to pray out loud, that's fine. Just do it quietly, but that's that's fine if you want to pray for each other out loud, but certainly, um, certainly silently, if not that. I want you just to grab hands. If you're there with your spouse, don't do this with another person, okay? We'll have to go back to the beginning and introduce a whole other message. Husbands, wives, if you're sitting next to each other, grab the hand of your spouse. And I I want you to pray for one another. Um, Husbands, as you're praying, I want you to pray for your wife, that, that she is able to just intentionally and consistently yield to the power of the Spirit in submitting to you the way she's called to. But I also want you to pray that that God will enable and empower you, that you will yield to His power to allow you to be the husband that is easy for her to submit to. And a lot of that comes back to last week, loving her the way you're meant to love her and the way she needs to be loved. Wives, as you're praying, pray for yourself. Ask God to just renew this in your heart, to 
to fill you again in a fresh way with the desire and the ability to submit to your husband the way you're commanded to, as we looked at here in Ephesians 5. So just spend some time praying together, all right? Husband and wife together. And we'll just take a few moments to do that, and then I'll close this out in prayer in just a minute, okay? Do that now. Father, I thank you for every couple that is in this place that is praying together. I thank you that you have heard these prayers. Father, I pray for each individual wife or husband that is here today without their spouse with them. And as they have prayed for themselves or for their spouse, I pray that you would honor that prayer. I ask God that you would honor what is being done here and bless what is being asked of you that you would fill each of us with the the power, the ability to be what you've called us to be in our separate roles as husbands and wives but may we come together in an incredible display of unity that we would build our marriage the way that you have designed it to be built that we would pursue your design, not our own or our own preferences or our own feelings or what culture says our marriage should be like, that we would pursue you and your design for our marriages, that we would do that individually and in the respective roles that we are to do that, and that we would powerfully do that together consistently. Father, I know as that happens, you will use our marriages as an incredible light shining on the gospel. And you will use us as we are intended to be used, which is to bring people to yourself. May that be so of us in this place, in this church, all by the power of your spirit. And it's in Jesus' name I pray all these things. Amen. God bless you all. You're dismissed. Have a great rest of the day.